Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast with our senior pastor, Ben Martinez. Don't forget to check out our website at calvarychapellubbock.church. There you'll find a lot more about our mission to love God, love people, and live radically. Now here's Pastor Ben. Now, last week, we talked about something very, very important, and here's what we discovered. We discovered that one of the hardest things about being a Christian is the storms that we go through. That's one of the hardest things. Whether for some of you these past few weeks you've been really sick, um, which is no fun, or there's a, maybe you had an accident or whatever it might be, that's, that's one of the, the toughest things that we as believers go through. Now, I understand that if you're alive here today, and I hope you are, and you live in the world, you'll face storms. You go, yeah, Ben, we all face storms. We, um, we, we get sick, and yeah, I, we can't help if a, a girl ran a stop sign. or, or we can, I mean, we, we all face storms. But, but the ones that we talked about last week were the ones in which believers go through as followers of Jesus. The different storms. As a matter of fact, do you remember what Peter told us? Peter actually said that you and I are going to face storms. We're going to face trials. We're going to face sufferings. This is what he told us. And, and that's not preached a lot about in the pulpits because that's not, that's not what people want to hear. Hey, come on to church because we're going to talk about suffering and how you're going to suffer for Jesus. And, and people go, no, 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 I don't want that. I already, I already know all that. I don't. And so, but that's what the word of God says. And Peter says, he tells us in these last days, guys, we're going to suffer. Now, you and I, we know this. We know this and we understand it, but we have to agree that the storms and the trials in our life, they're still not pleasant. They're still not pleasant. Like, like I don't know anybody getting up in the morning and looks forward, oh, yay, glorious, we're going to have a trial today. What can it be? Or whatever it might be. Or, oh, I can't understand why the insurance company won't do this. Or I mean, we, we don't do that. It's actually quite the opposite. And what I would ask you tonight, guys, is that, is that we could, as best we can, be honest before God. Be honest before God. Because sometimes we just need to have a, a, a time, a place, an area, a, a way of just crying out, just like David did. We need to cry out, cry out for God's mercy, cry out for for the things that we're struggling with. David did. So keep this in mind. You go, what's that, Ben? The storms? Yeah, yeah. The sufferings? Wow. When I think about sufferings, I, I think about all that, is, that we've all gone through in these last, these last two years. I think about I think about people in November, December. That to them, I mean, they don't know how they're going to have Christmas. I mean, there's not an extra dollar in the pot to buy gifts. And I had a lady call the church the other day and ask if we could buy gifts for her grandkids. So I understand that there's all types of suffering. There's there's trials. There's tribulations. There's Christmas. There's I, I, we don't know what to do. 
But as believers, the hardest thing we go through are some of the storms that are aimed to believers. And I don't know if you know this, but when you uh, gave your life to Jesus Christ, you became a target for the enemy. And the enemy can't take your salvation, but he would definitely like to trip you up, to discourage you, to even bring on depression and loneliness. He, he wants to do all of that. He wants to kill, rob, and destroy, and he wants to kill your walk with God. He wants to destroy relationships you have. That's his M.O. That's his M.O. So I know as believers, but one thing we must remember is that we have the Holy Spirit inside us. We have to get up, guys, and we have to choose the joy of the Lord. We have to get up and say, Lord, we're going to follow you. Because think about this for just a second, okay? Guys, put on your thinking caps. In about 50 years, 60 years, 70 years for some of you young folks, but we won't be here anymore. Literally, if that were the case, I oftentimes you'll read on Facebook or the internet or whatever it might be, a celebrity might die and I always like, well, they were, they were 92 or 93. As a matter of fact, um, um, a, a very fond lady, um, it was my dad's girlfriend. He never remarried after my mom died, but his girlfriend that I got to know as sort of a stepmom, today would have been her birthday. And I was thinking, how old would she have been? And, and she would have been, I think, 93. Now, she's done past. And she passed several years back, but I was thinking, okay, so I started thinking, okay, so I'm this age, and, then, and I thought, really, in 50 years, guys, I'm not going to be here. But yet, we take the things of the world so personal, and we take the things of the world so deep that we forget we're, we're just passing through, okay? How many of us, let, let's be honest, how many of us forget we're just sojourners we're just passing through this world okay we're here for a short time as a matter of fact what does james say james says our lives are but a vapor compared to eternity and yet what we tend to do church if we're honest we tend to stick our tent pegs so deep that everything in the world rocks us am i preaching just to me you you know what I'm talking about. And, and I don't want, I, I know you're the pastor. I know I'm the pastor. And I should have the least of the deepest tent pegs, but sometimes I just, mm, mm. and that's, uh, that's exactly what we're going to go through. And I think that's exactly why we have the Psalms. Because David, and he writes in Psalm 57, and he's right in the middle of a giant storm. You go, what storm is that? Well, remember last week, guys, that basically David was on the run from Saul, okay? Saul wanted to kill him, and he ends up going to Philistine. He ends up going to, to enemy territory, and, and, and there he gets up, and he's in Gath, and, and he, he's 
there he is with Achish the king. And in 1 Samuel 21, 10 through 11, you read this last week, but let me just go through it. Uh, humor me for just a bit. It said, David arose and fled that day from before Saul. And he went to Achish the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said to him, Is this not David, the king of the land? Now David was like, he was known in Israel. Did they not sing of him one another dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? So the enemy knew who David was. The enemy goes, hey, listen, the top 40 radio here is Saul killed his thousands, but David just has done more. It's him. It's him. And could you imagine, I want you for just a moment so you feel the weight of what's happening in the Philistine territory, Think about who the greatest celebrity that you ever met. How you, it might have been somebody you really looked up to. It might have been somebody else. Mike, Shaw and I had this, um, this conversation one day. We said, well, who, who is the most important guy you interviewed? And he said, he said his. And, but I want you to think of just that person that if, that, if you saw that, that, I mean, it could be a television personality. It could be a rock star. It could be, uh, it could be a contemporary Christian artist star. It could be, um, I mean, if you're into skateboards, it could be like Tony Hawk. I mean, whatever it would be. You understand? I just really dated myself, didn't I? Um, but that's what they're saying about Dave. That's what, it's David. No way. David's here. That's him. David is a mighty warrior, an army general. This is Dave. This is Dave. What's he doing here? So what happens, guys, is they realize who he is. And so David totally flips. He freaks out. You go, what do you mean? Well, in verse 13, it said, he, So he changed his behavior before them, pretended madness in their hands, scratched the doors of the gate, and let saliva fall off of his beard. David realizes they realize who he is. He can't go home. And so there he is scratching the door. And drooling. And just, I mean, they're just looking at him going, are you serious? Now, do you remember, do you picture your celebrity? Do you know which one you would just freak out if, if they came in the door and you just was so excited? That's the, oh, I just got to get their autograph. I just... What if they came in and you saw them and then they were acting like a crazy fool? And they're scratching the door and, and, and there's, there's saliva all over and everything. You'd be like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Right? Wow. Wow. And, 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 and what happened was is Achish looks at him and he said, in verse 14, he said, look, you see, this man is insane. Why have you brought him to me? Have I need of a madman that you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? He goes, listen, I've got enough crazies. <laughs> you all are crazy. I don't need another one. Get David out of here. So David, <sighs> gone. He leaves Achish. You with me? But now he's running, and where does he find himself? Now remember, Saul's still chasing him. He's still a fugitive in Israel, okay? And what happens is now he flees, but he finds himself in the cave of Adullam. And what you need to understand is you need to put, fill the weight of David. David is now on the run from the enemies, from the wicked Philistines. King Saul wants him dead, 
Okay, this is a major storm in David's life. Okay, I can't go to Philistine. I just had to act a fool. I can't go home because Saul's going to kill me. Now he's going to be looking for me. So where am I going to end up? Where is he ending up? He's ending up in a cave. He's in. Now listen, you and I have some major storms in our lives, but there's never any storms where we live in a cave. We're not living in a cave. But what you need to understand is I want you to feel the weight of the cave. Okay, it's dark. It's wet, probably. It's cold. There's not a lot of vision. You can't lay under in a cave and see the beauty of the stars. You can't see. It's, it's cramped. I don't know what this cave was like, but I know David was in it. And I know that you and I have been in some caves in our lives. We have been in some emotional caves. We have been in some spiritual caves where we can't see two feet in front of us. We have been in some very dark places in our lives. We know exactly how David feels. And so what happens is he says, okay, okay. Now, here's what I want you to see. What would you write in the midst of that cave? What would you write, Pastor Soph? What would you say? Oh, woe is me. I know what I would write. And it really bugs me because I would write, oh, my God, are you doing this to me? I can't believe this. You realized, you, one of the things I didn't realize is when we planted this church 19 years ago, I came in and I thought, okay, God, I'm doing you a favor by planting a church here. We're going to be teaching the Bible. We're going to be doing this. And we went through some of the hardest times you could imagine. We went through some really, and I would cry out to God, God, this is what you do to guys like me. Great, God. Good job. And I was really blaming God. And I think if I wrote Psalm 57, it not, may not sound like David. It would have sound more like this guy's whining. Doesn't he know who God is? I wonder what you would write today. You're in a cave. There's a storm. People want you dead. You feel like you don't have a tomorrow. Your thought of tomorrow is just depressing. Your thought of Christmas is, let's get through this. And people look at you and go, oh, you don't have the Christmas spirit. Bah, humbug. But there's some trials and there's some... Well, last week, guys, notice, and we'll jump into verse 5, but let's read verses 1 through 3, and uh, we'll get a run and go. Uh, Psalm 57, 1 through 3 says, David writes, Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful. For my soul trusts in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge. Until these calamities have passed by, I will cry out to you, the Most High God, to the God who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who shall swallow me up, Selah. God sent forth his mercy in truth. That's what David writes, but... But here's the thing. I, I, I said, okay, so I want to really feel what David is writing here. So I pulled it out from the New Living. Listen to the way the New Living translation, okay? You and I, there we are. We're, we're in a cave. We're in a cave emotionally. We might be in a cave spiritually. We might just be in a cave and just in, in our outlook, in our attitudes. We might be in a cave in our jobs, whatever it might be. And here's what David writes. David writes, have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. What an incredible thing to call out for mercy in the midst of a storm. 
How many times, church, do we forget the goodness and the mercy of God? Have mercy, David says, have mercy. He says, I look to you for protection. Your attention, please, can we be honest in church? There are times I don't feel like God is protecting me. Not in the way I think. I've designed how God should protect me and provide for me. And and when God doesn't do that yet, he always does. Can I get an amen there? He always does. I mean, I miss it, but but so so I don't want to paint that with a big broad brush, but there are times when I'm just like, God, where's my protection? Where's my provision? Come on, God, do something. David says, David says, I look to you, God. I look to you for protection. I mean, even think about this. David was a mighty warrior. But you know what? I don't know how far back in the cave he was, but there might have even been some, some physical threats that weren't from Saul in the cave. I don't know if there were some mountain lions in there. I don't know whatever it might be, but maybe a skunk will crawl up in that cave. I don't know. But God, please protect me. Please protect me. And then he says this, I hide beneath the shadow of your wings until danger passes by. I hide beneath. That's the, that's what we need to see. That's what we need to, that's where we need to be tonight, guys. Hiding under the shadow of the wings. And here's the picture I want to paint. Although, yes, there's protection. Me being under the shadow of the wings, I could probably hear the Lord's heartbeat next to me. That's how close I want to be. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Oh, that's God's heart. That's God's heart. That's God's heart. We should make it our aim, church, to pursue the heartbeat of God. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful with selfishness. It's in us. But we have to, we have to send that aside. No, we're, I'm not going to do it. Then David writes, I cry out to you, God Most High, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. Do you know that God has a plan and a purpose for you? That's what I keep trying to tell you. God doesn't just save us. Okay, Melanie, I saved you. Now, there you go. You're saved until you die. God, no, 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 no. God says, I'm going to save you. I've got a plan and a purpose for your life, and I want you to walk in that. Mike, I've got a plan and a purpose for you. I got one. And this is what David says. Listen, I'm just going to just, just hide me in your wings, guys. Hide me and then just fulfill that purpose. And I will send, he says, from heaven to rescue me, disgracing those who hound me. My God will send forth his unfailing love and his faithfulness. Your attention, please. Is that the psalm you would write? I want to be like David. I I, I want to be like David, man. David somehow is tuned in to God. He cries out for mercy. I want to be tuned in to God. He says in verse 4, my soul is what? Among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongues are sharp swords. You know what he's saying here, guys? He's going, listen, the people that are pursuing me, listen, I barely got out alive from Achish. If I did not let saliva run on my beard and scratch the door and act like a silly, silly cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs kind of guy, I would have never got, they would have killed me. 
I would have been their, their trophy. But I got out, so now I'm here. But now this guy's coming after me. I didn't do Saul anything. I could see if we were enemies. I didn't. I didn't ask God for this. I didn't ask him to be king. I was minding my own business, out tending the sheep. I was, and now, and now, why is Saul wanting to kill me? Can you help me with that? Why does Saul want to kill me? How many times, how many times could I have killed him? But I won't touch God's anointed. Ready? Here it is. Here's, here's the question that you and I ask. Here's David's question. He's going, God, I don't understand. That's what he's saying in his heart. I don't understand. That's the same question you and I ask. God, I don't understand. I don't understand. Why? And yet, help me, church, did not God have a plan and a purpose in all of David's life? He sure did. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and he's going to see it through. Now, we can take the God road. Okay, God, I surrender. I'm going to follow you. Lord, I'm going to live for you. I love you. Whatever your purpose is in my life, that's what I'm going to do. Or we're still going to get to the same destination, but we can take a different road. And this road is a little bit harder. It's our own choice road, if you know what I'm talking about. And there's consequences in this road. And then there's, okay, come on back. No, 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 I'm going to, Lord, I don't. And he's like, we all get to the same destination. But I think it's far easier for us to bow right now. I love, love that David says, my soul is among lions. They encircle me, he's basically saying, they wait to destroy me. He's honest before God. If you're here today and you are stressed, depressed, messed up, crazy, whatever it might be, it's okay to say, God, I'm just really not, I'm really not feeling it today. Honestly. Honestly. Now, let me give you my opinion, okay? Some people it works, some people don't, but this is the consensus I found, okay? One of the things that I've noticed, and I've talked to other pastors about this, just, just some, is that people who get COVID-19, it's almost like they're even more spiritually attacked. Whether it might be dreams or darkness or whatever it might be. And, and I know, and, and, and here's the thing. I believe it. I believe it. You go, well, it's not only COVID. No, it's not only COVID. I don't know if Eva and Mike are watching, but if you are watching, Eva had texted me this incredible, bad, ugly, awful, demonic dream that she had the other night. And But I think it's important for us that even if you're here right now, you go, Lord, be honest with him. Lord, I'm, I'm depressed. I have no reason to be depressed, but Lord, I feel depressed. Lord, I have no reason to be stressed because this happens every year. Christmas time comes around, it's the same thing. 
We all start to want a Christmas shop around July. Hopefully we have enough money, but it never pans out. We're waiting till the last few days. But there's other things, guys. There's, there's that emotional stress. Could be a family issue. But David cries out. David cries out. Now, what I want to glean from what David is saying, guys, is David doesn't focus on the lions or the enemies. He says they're out there. Okay? They're out there. And that's easy to do. But David says, no, no, no. Let me, let me drop some praises for God. Look at verse 5. We'll start there. Be exalted, O God, he says, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit before me. Into the midst of it, they themselves have fallen. Where does David start off? What does he say? He says, listen, I know that my enemies are setting the trap for me. I, I'm tired. I'm weary. Can we relate with David or not? They've dug a pit. That's okay. They're going to fall themselves. They're going to fall. But verse 5 starts off with what? Be exalted. Praise God, the God of heavens. Amen. Let your glory be all of the earth. Now, now, now listen to me. Listen to me. How do we get the attitude of David to where we're going to face a storm or you're in a storm or you know what's going on, but, you're, but what comes out of your mouth is not negative and super bummed and this and this, but it's, hey, hey. How's it going? Praise God. Praise God. You go, Ben, that's easier. That's easy for you to say. No, no, I think... I think David had the right channel. He, he was tuned in. And you and I are tuned out. Yo, whoa, 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 what do you mean I'm tuned out? We have so many other things that are vying for position in our lives as a tune, whether, I mean, other things. We have social media that wants to say a voice into your life. Well, this is why you should be. This is what you should look like. This is how it should be. This is the way you should look. You should be doing And And what happens is that if we spend more time on social media more time on Instagram, more time on Snapchat, more time on TikTok, I can guarantee you those things will leave you feeling down. And so when we walk into a storm, we wonder why, why we can't be at the beach like that person was. It looked like, she was having, it looked like they were having a great time. I wonder why we can't have the muscles that that guy has because... You know, he's at the gym. We just, it's not reality. You guys with me? It's not reality. But David was tuned in because he didn't have all these other voices trying to tell him how life should be. He had God. And so he says what? What does he say? He says, man, let's check it out. Be exalted. Oh, God. David, you're in a cave. I don't care. I don't care. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But David, you could die in the cave. I don't care. I love God. And I know that I'm just passing through. 
I'm just passing through. But the enemies, they're coming after you. I know. God's going to see me through. God's going to see me through. Listen to me. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Could David, could he have died in that cave? Yeah. Saul could have killed him. The Philistines could have pursued him. He could have fallen and hit his head. But you know what? Here's the thing that I want you to take home, and this is going to set you free. You're not going to die one day before God says you're going to die. You're not going to. That should set you free. Because when you realize that God has your life in the palm of his hands, then then basically, guys, at that point, mm, you can be free. You can then this when you can live. You can live. You can live. Hey, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had the joy of the Lord? The joy. I got the joy. You know, you walked in singing. You'd go into the grocery store saying, people thought you were crazy, but you had the joy of the Lord. Where did it go? Well, well, I know. I'm with you. It's the same way. It robs us, doesn't it? This world robs us. We don't sing anymore. When was the last time you were singing? When was the last time you were singing? Well, I, it was just a few minutes ago because we were playing. No, 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 no. I'm not talking. I'm talking about just you. The hardest thing that we're called to do, church, when you're in the middle of a storm, is to sincerely praise God. Alex, am I right? Am I right, Alex? Right? Because Alex is in a storm right now. And Alex didn't get up and go, Bro, praise the Lord, check it out. He didn't do that. Melanie was sick this past week. Praise God, I can't breathe. That's not what she said. The hardest thing for us to do, God, is to praise the Lord. But we got to have that attitude. How do we get that? How do we get that? Well, here, I jotted some down. I want you to write these down. This is how we praise God when we're in the midst of a storm. You ready? Number one, draw close to the shepherd. You're in the midst of the storm. Draw close to the shepherd. Okay? Jot that down. Why is that important? Because what does your quiet time, what does it look like? What does your quiet time look like? Well, I, I, I'm going to read the Bible through a year. Great, but make sure you pull something out of it and you don't do. What happens to me is sometimes I get so mad at myself because I'll go through my quiet time and I'll read the Bible and I'll go through and then the Lord goes, hey, what'd you get out of that? And I'll be like, well, I sent the verse. He's like, no, what did you get out of that, Ben? And I have to go back and I have to repent because... Because I, 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 God is speaking to me. And sometimes we just go through it. We just go through the motions. We're not drawing close to the shepherd. We're just going through the motions. I need to draw close. I need to let the scriptures read me. Well, Ben, you don't understand. The moment I get up, my kids are up. Well, then you've got to make some time. You've got to let the scripture speak to you. I don't care if you get up at 5, your kids will get up at 5. I got up at 4.30. They'll come up. What are you doing up? 
Let the scriptures read you. That's the first one. Number two, number two, I think this is so important. Guys, that we need to talk to the shepherd. We need to talk to him. So, so the question is, someone would stand up here and go, hey, hey, how's your prayer life? And we would go, I'm so convicted. But, but it shouldn't be something that we strive to do. It's talking to God. We're talking to God. We're talking to God. 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 The, 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 the thing in my spirit right now, guys, the thing in my spirit right now is I feel like we live in such a negative world that we forget how beautiful and good and wonderful and merciful God is. We forget it. When's the last time you just talked to God like a friend? When's the last time you just talked to him like a friend? Hey, I'm not asking you for anything. I just want to hang out. Because I always feel like I'm asking him for something that I know he's not going to give me, Melanie. I always feel like, because, because it's so negative, we're so, well, God's not going to give you that. And, and sometimes he feels like he's a, he's a mean God with a billy club ready to hit us over the head, just get out of line. And that's not who God is. That's the world portraying who God is. But my Jesus is pure love. And, and, and talk to him. And we talk to him. We talk to him. We cry out to him. We tell him how much we love him. When David, guys, got to the valley, he stopped talking about God and he started talking to God. If you ever noticed in Psalm 23, there's a lot of pronouns that change from the first three verses to the last three. Right? Because like in Psalm 23 that David writes, he opens with, he leads, he guides, he restores. But then David says, and he adjusts to his language, he says, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's no coincidence this shift happens in the valley. So we have to stop talking about God, if you will, and then start talking to him. Martin Luther once said, and I quote, The thing that separates Christianity from all other religions is the personal pronouns, end quote. You see what I'm saying? You see what he's saying? He's saying, guys, listen, it's, 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 I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him. Number three, I think if you want to praise God in the midst of the storm, you need a treasure hunt. You go, treasure hunt? What are you talking about? Guys, is, is God is be able to redeem all the things in our lives, even in the midst of the storm. We need to take time to look for it. We need to take time. How many times do we treasure hunt the blessing of the day? The day. God, look for those things. What was the blessing today? What was the blessing in your life? Maybe it was a word of encouragement. Maybe somebody just said thank you. Maybe somebody, um, whatever it might be. We need a treasure hunt, guys. Sometimes we feel like we deserve it. No, no. Number four, number four, keep walking. 
keep walking. What the enemy wants you to do is stop. Stop. Stop talking. Stop telling people about God. Stop doing what you normally do. We keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. If you grew up any time in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s, and I don't even know when the last one, but you remember Rocky. Rocky was a big deal. Do you remember what Rocky said? Rocky was telling his boy, I mean, some profound words. And I love the word because it's, it's just a metaphor for life. He says, he says life or anything else is not going to hit you, or all these things are going to hit you as hard as life. And, he's, and the purpose, he says, listen, he says, what, what, it's not how hard you can get or you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit and get up and keep moving forward. And that's exactly what he's saying. We keep walking. We keep moving forward. Number five, guys, we, we praise him through the valley. Through the valley. You know, famous songwriter Matt Redman was interviewed about his song, Blessed Be Your Name, written in the weeks following 9-11, many years ago. And he says, quote, The song was really born out of a whole life, a realization that we will face seasons of pain and unease, and in these seasons we will need to find our voice before God. He says, Blessed be your name. When the darkness closes in, Blessed be your name. Guys, we, we just praise him. We just praise him. I don't know about you, but I picture my life, and I want to be that person that just, no matter what the storm is, is that we're praising God. I had a long way to go. I had a long way to go. And David... Okay, so he's in the cave, but, but, but notice what he does. He has a heart of thanksgiving, okay? So David is thanking God because he saves him, okay? Now, here, I want you to jot this down. If you're a note taker, if you were to tar- turn to Psalm 108, it's almost like they have identical psalms. Let me read Psalm 108, 1 through 5, and then we'll come back. Psalm 108, 1 through 5 says, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, lute and harp. And I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing the praises to you among the nations, for your mercy is great in heavens, and your truth reaches the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, and your glory above the earth. Now, what this tells me is in Psalm 57, David's going to write the same thing in Psalm 108. So there's got to be something consistent in his life. My question to you is what is consistent in his life that he would write the same thing? You go... But Captain Obvious says, it's God. It's exactly God. But notice, he says in verse 6, they have prepared the net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. We read that one. Okay? And he says, my heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. Is your heart steadfast tonight? I will sing and give praise. Awake, he says, my glory. Awake, lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations, for your mercy reaches the heavens and your truth into the clouds. Notice what he says. He says, man, if I could just get the guitar and play. That's the lute and the lyre, both stringed instruments. 
Okay? He says, he says man, listen, I'm in the cave. <laughs> There's a, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to live tomorrow. Saul's after me. His men are after me. The Philistines are after me. Oh, this is not good. This is not good. But guess what? My heart is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. He says it twice. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sing. And I'm going to give praise. I can't wait to get my instrument and just worship the Lord. And just worship the Lord. Listen, if you're in the midst of a storm right now, if you're in the midst of a trial right now, praise God. And I don't mean that, well, just praise God. I mean, praise the Lord. Look for the blessing. Look for the blessing. God, where is it? Where's the blessing? Let's be honest. There's too much negative in the world. Let's be positive. There's too much negative. So as we close, David finishes off with verse 11. He says, be exalted, O God, in the heavens. Let your go. So, so David is praising. He's in the, and, and, and he's in a cave. He's in a cave. He's, he's in a cave. He, he, he doesn't have the whole New Testament. He doesn't know any of this. But what David does is he says, you know what? I'm going to praise the Lord. Where do you find safety in the storm? Where? Wrapped in the arms of God. Wrapped in the arms of God. If it's a medical issue, and that's your storm, be wrapped in the arms of God. Be wrapped in the arms of God. I'll never forget, and I use this a lot, but I'll never forget. I'll never forget the day that they told me my wife had cancer and that it could be life-threatening, which it is. And I'll never forget, like right about that same time, I had a couple of Calvary pastor friends whose wife was battling cancer who ended up dying. And then I had another Calvary pastor friend whose wife, for, for some reason, was just sick most of her life and didn't know what happened, but she passed away one morning, and I'm sitting here going, okay, okay, Lord, I'm next, I'm next. Let me say this to you, okay? If you're not focused and rooted and grounded in the praise of Jesus every single day, things like that can mess with your mind. Pastor Ben, your wife has cancer. Praise God! I'm not talking about a false wall. Praise God, we're going to see this through. But I'm talking about, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going we're gonna to fight this. We love you, and we're going to praise you because you are still good, and you are still God. That's why we're Christians, guys. That's why we're Christians. Now, here's what we're going to do. As we prepare, the worship team's going to come up here. Now, again, they're going to be up here for, for a little while, okay? We're going to pray. We're going to say goodbye to our Facebook audience because this is just, uh, this is just family stuff. This is family stuff, okay? Let me, let me explain a little bit um, just of the afterglow, okay? So I'm going to pray, and then, and then we're going to say goodbye. We love you guys. We wish you were here. We're going to just spend time 
in the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that, Lord, we finished Psalm 57, and what, a, what an impact it's made. And so right now, Lord, I pray. I pray you would speak to us, Lord. As we prepare our hearts for an afterglow, please let me explain. It's a time where you and I set aside to seek God, the Holy Spirit, for the spiritual gifts and loved as revealed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 through 14, Ephesians chapter 4 and 5, and Romans chapter 12. We desire in humility to seek the Lord. If you need prayer, we practice the laying on of hands as well. So I'm going to be up here. I'm going to be sitting right here. We're just going to go. We'll ask the worship team to sing a song, and then we're just going to be quiet before the Lord. Now, here's what the Lord might do. He might give you guys, take your Bibles and have them ready. He might give you a specific verse. He might have you just pray for somebody. Ask the Holy Spirit. If you're going, Pastor, you know what I need? I need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I need somebody to lay hands on me and pray that I, the Holy Spirit would come upon me so I can be his witnesses. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. We want everything done decently and in order. And we just ask God. But Lord, your spirit is going to move mightily. Lord, this is the time for us as believers. So we're going to worship you. We're going to praise you. We're going to spend just the next few minutes, God. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to hear from you and see you in person at the church. You can find our contact information, location, and even give a donation at calvarychapellubbock.church. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family.